1: Good morning good afternoon good evening why whales wherever in the world you are so today's a really interesting and and fun interview that we have because again we're gonna be blending a little bit of the lines between the real world and the metaverse uh, but we're gonna do it with yachting not boating yachting uh, with mr. Bob Dennison of uh, denison Dennison yachts so but but you're not here to talk about uh, physical yachts as much today which is which is your your passion we'll talk about that here in a second Uh but I believe it's it's cloud yachts, and uh, you know, but but again, I'm going to hold you hold back a little bit of that. You know, Bob, you've you've been in this industry, so it, as far as anyone that understands yachting, that understands the large scale of these boats and 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 the passion that people have towards these, um, you're third generation in this, correct?
2: Yep, ex- exactly, uh, third generation. My grandparents started uh, building boats, or we like to say yachts, back in 1948 here in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, they started a company called Broward Marine and uh that was sort of what our family did for 50 60 years and the year i graduated college uh, back in 99 was the year they decided to sell the company which is a little bit of a heartbreaking thing for a kid that thought that's what i was going to do uh, for the rest of my life um, but i think it was a smart decision uh, Shipbuilding building and yacht building here in the u.s is extremely hard to do there's very few people left doing it uh, so we pivoted uh, in uh, 2001 to yacht brokerage which is A, it's essentially the same thing as real estate brokerage, the same process of buying a yacht or selling a yacht as it is buying or selling a home. We consider ourselves to be way cooler because we get to sell yachts, uh, but it's a very, very similar sort of cousin industry. Um, And yeah, we have uh, 22 offices. We sold about 1,000 boats and yachts last year, Um, and we have been market leaders for three years in a row uh, in what is considered the super yacht category, which is 80 feet and above. Um, and uh, yeah, we do a heck of a lot of charters and sales, and uh, and it's a really easy job to be passionate about because it's fun to get out in the water. And the people that do tend to own yachts are a little crazy uh, in terms of just spending so much money. Uh, kind of pointed in that that one direction of fun, family memories, sort of like escaping reality, hitting the water, and just having a blast. So that's that's kind of what we do in a nutshell.
1: That's amazing. So it, it, as far as you know the the physical side of the, these boats. I mean, they are massively uh, they're massive assets, um, yes. and and you know when you're you're buying and selling and moving these, it's it's similar to buying a commercial building almost. So you have inspections, you have appraisals, you have you know it's uh, more you know they're not mortgages, but there's pretty similar to that. So I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into. It. It's not just like hey um, when well, we're dealing on on the super yacht category, there, these aren't Facebook or Craigslist ads. These are you know highly in depth qualified you know agents, uh, representing, you know, multi-million and and mega million dollar uh, assets, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, our process, I mentioned the real estate, but it also ties in a little bit of the high end automotive experience. We kind of have a B2B component, just the complexity of the deal. The survey, what would be a home inspection we call survey C trial can take anywhere from two days to five days, depending on the scope of it. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of moving parts and, uh, a really good real estate broker or a really good yacht broker is going to have just a really really good knowledge of the process and also good resources, the right people to use, who to avoid, and and all of that. So there's a lot of similarities between those three in- industries, and uh, we always learn a lot from real estate, and we learn a lot from automotive.
1: Awesome. So um, and before we get into you know uh, I, I like this kind of conversation about you know how you guys manage these because there's there's so much to it. So. Cryptocurrency is is clearly you know what what we spend most of our time talking on. Have you seen uh, an influx of cryptocurrency um, buyers uh, looking in this category?
2: Yeah, actually, back in 2016, we started accepting cryptocurrency with BitPay, uh, and we were very proud of ourselves that we were the the first people to do it in our space. And uh, it took about a year and a half, two years, to actually get our first transaction under our belts. Uh, so a lot of my competitors were sort of teasing me that it was a little bit of a marketing gimmick which it really truly never was uh and we uh we we sold our first one after about 18 months and then uh to date we've, we've done about a dozen transactions uh, almost uh 30 million dollars in total sales and uh the crypto thing's definitely taking off and it has less to do with the value of crypto and in, in our case we've done again about a dozen they've all been bitcoin specifically uh and just more as you would imagine and, and as you already know just People being familiar with crypto, feeling comfortable with it, and feeling safe, and this is kind of okay and normal. Uh, We are getting inquiries at least on a week weekly basis now, Uh, whereas of course a few years ago it was like every month or so.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a real challenge. So we, you know, in, in one of my other companies, we we have a uh, real estate division, and so we we do accept you know cryptocurrencies. We don't do the full mortgage most of the time, but you know, obviously people want to use deposits and everything else. And and for myself and and people like the the ones you're speaking of, it's there's just a comfort to saying like this is the address I have to send it to. I can go ahead and, and move this money. I don't have to call the bank. I don't have to worry about like to, like. There's nothing more terrifying to me than a cashier's check. Like I think that like the fact that that even exists in this world today is insane. You right, know? And, and,
2: and a cash cashier's check is almost useless nowadays anyway because there's a hold on them. Yeah. It, it used to be that was cash. You just yeah. kind of brought it, and nowadays you have the the liability of having that cashier's check in your hand with very little upside to it because it's still going to take many, many days to clear.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, wires are, have their own sets of, you know, fraud and, and, and delay. And, and someone who just bought a, you know, multi-million dollar yacht doesn't like, they're no longer, and then they waited for sea trials. They waited for all of these things. There's no three to five days for a wire to get through. I mean, it's, um, so I'm sure there's a little bit of speed and and comfort there. So that's fabulous. Um, Yeah. So it, let's let's jump over now and, and really talk about the the NFT project. Um, where did where did the idea come from, and and how did you guys uh, you know I, obviously what is it?
2: So uh, we've been looking at NFTs for a few years now. Really, kind of, we saw it initially uh, the just the NFT play and offering NFTs as a as a as a solution for our clients, almost as like a kissing cousin to crypto. Um, and I couldn't ever get my mind totally wrapped around the idea of of an NFT um, and how it would actually provide uh, some kind of value or pr- solve some kind of problem in our space, which is really what we did with crypto. Um, that same year that we accepted crypto, we actually opened we flew to Hong Kong and opened up a multi currency account to provide a very safe way for people in a bunch of different foreign currencies to hold their money in escrow. Crypto was an extension of that. It was it was our way of going to the client as opposed to asking the client to come to us. So all that being said, for a few years the NFT thing I couldn't figure it out, um, and then I ran into a guy named Zach. Actually, he came into our office sort of unannounced. I've got I've got this this idea, um, and and we're known in our little industry as being sort of bored thinking, open to new ideas, type of people. Um, so I sat down with him and then we started kind of connecting the dots together and we figured out, and, and I say we, I, I really need to give a lot of credit to Zach, um, really discovering ways to make it a, not only fun, but useful, uh, tool for people that own or want to buy yachts. Um, and so we started a company called Cloud Yachts, uh, and we had our first, uh, launch at the Miami, uh, yacht show in February. And since then, uh, Zach and his team have, have sold almost 300 NFTs, uh, for not quite, but close to about $150,000 in, uh, in transactions, which I think is around 50, 60 ETH right now. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've had a tiny bit of success. Uh, when, again, when you look at some of the bigger NFT stories and plays, it's very, 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 very small. Uh, but, but for us, we like it, and it's taken a, a lot of different sort of directions and and what this thing will end up looking like in a few years but but I think we're off to a pretty good start.
1: So so it, it, and listen it's it's very early. And so, you know, even people that that like the idea of it um, may not have access or understanding how to use, you know, a, a, a self custody wallet and all those types of things. So, so give me the kind of the long term vision. Like, where's this going, and and why, um, you know, in an early phase when not all the utility and everything else is built around it, why why would someone want to invest? Um, and it looks like I just looked on your, your minting site. You got 311 of them out there. There's a yep. total of 500. So you, you you've got a, a couple left. And to be clear, that's not a bad thing. Remember it took the board eight yacht club, eight months to, to mint out. So.
2: Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's one minting. So we've, we've done, uh, about five so far, uh, and that's our latest one. Um, and yeah, we, I think that was about two or three weeks ago, maybe a month. It's all kind of going so much faster than I, than I think it is. But I, but I think that, uh, that minting is about three weeks old and, uh, Uh, there's a few different use cases here and a few things that we're offering. And in a lot of ways, we're stumbling our way through it. Uh, And I hesitate to answer the question, but I will, uh, because you asked me, of what does this look like in a few years? I always look back on like the, I think it was Katie Couric and Al Roker kind of trying to explain what the internet was going to be back in 1996. And they're, you know, confused as to what it is. Like, I I feel like that's me right now. And I don't know exactly what this is going to look like, but it's going to look like something. uh, That's the
1: entire industry.
2: Yeah, right. So I, I I will take my best stab at uh, that question specific to the yachting industry. Um, but there's a few neat things happening. One is is what we're doing right now, which is uh, that that drop is with uh, a, in real life uh, yacht designer uh, named Caselli. Uh, and Marco Caselli is one of the best designers in the industry. Uh, and it was important to us was to draw in and attract uh, in real life best of the best yacht designers. We did a series with. Uh, Dickie Bannenberg and his partner, uh, Bannenberg and Rao, Gregory Marshall. And it was really important that it was uh, that, that people in our industry would have respect for the artwork that was there. Um, and so we're doing uh, drops based on those in real life uh, designers. And then it's got a utility to it. So the first drop we did at the Miami Yacht Show, all the NFT holders will have access to... Uh, three years of VIP experiences with Informa, who puts on the Fort Lauderdale show, the Palm Beach show, the Miami show, and the Monaco Yacht show. That's a big, that's um, a big we, one. Yeah, so we we really, it was important to us that it also tied into uh, real life things that would be exciting and fun for people. Um, and then we're, we've also entered into these really neat conversations with a few of these designers Gregory Marshall would be the primary one. And if you Google Gregory Marshall, he's best of the best of the best. Uh, And he designed uh, a yacht called Artifact, which was the showstopper, can't believe this thing exists type of a yacht uh, back uh, in September at the Monaco show. And he and his team are developing really, really neat uh, what will one day be neat metaverse solutions uh where they're meeting with vendors and uh and other designers and yacht owners and developing ways to uh build a yacht with goggles on many 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 miles apart um and and i think that's that's going to be a neat way to uh to build a boat one day and possibly to service a boat one day is to uh interact with each of those components in a yacht that could then be purchased as an nft um, so that, I think, is, is definitely one of the ways that, that our, our, our space is going to be using NFTs in the future. And the other one, we saw it in uh, real estate, I think it was two months ago, there was a house that was sold as an NFT in Tampa here in Florida. Um, and I believe that will happen uh, with yachts as well, and is just a way to uh, manage documentation and to make the transaction of buying or selling a yacht faster and easier uh, and and I, I think that'll happen soon. I sure as hell hope we're the first to do it, but who who knows? But I really believe that'll happen uh, at some point at the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I I think, um, and a personal thesis, not financial advice or any advice. But I, I think title, uh, regardless of of what industry is is destined to move to the blockchain sooner than later. Uh, it's absolutely goes against the entire theses of title to have it stored in some, you know, archaic uh, closed-doored format versus the blockchain, you know, being able to have all the information move forward with that that yacht, you know, look, the builder has a lot of information, all these blueprints, plans, everything else, load, load them into the NFT, load them into, you know, a secured site, uh, doesn't mean the public gets access to them, but whoever owns that, you know, has the ability to, you know, Add to it. Here's the service records. Here's this. So when they go to to bring it to you and say, Bob, I, I no longer want this yacht that I bought you know three years ago and used twice, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then 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 everything's there and it's it's less you know less work for you guys and it's it's more value for the owner going forward. So I absolutely do believe in, in the utility of of NFT and data storage. Yep,
2: and we're so we're having conversations right now with documentation companies and and other people in the industry to make that a reality. Uh, Gregory marshall actually was has teamed up with and we partnered with him on a project uh if if you google it it was mentioned in forbes uh with a a yacht called tactical that's being built right now um and it was purchased as an nft and all of those plans so it's it's not built yet it's in the process every one of those blueprints diagrams anything uh that is going into that vessel being built in real life is going to be delivered as an nft uh so it's happening right now and and i think it'll be really neat when it happens as a part of every single transaction so uh the company that we that i run called dennison yachting it'd be really neat if we partner up with cloud yachts and are able to deliver that as part of every single transaction even if the buyer uh, or the seller doesn't appreciate it now uh we think the next cycle of buying and selling uh, that eventually at some point that owner will appreciate the fact that we were thinking about that in the year 2022
1: i don't think any buyer of any property ever appreciates title It's yeah. one of those things that you have to do. So the fact yeah. that you make it easy is is it's one of those kind of apple-esque like it's something that everyone uses. No one really thinks about it. Let's give a sleek thing. So I really again yeah. I applaud you for for taking, you know, that that cold call. Somebody walking in your door, which I understand, you know, you guys are busy and have a lot of things. And some somebody coming in saying, Hey, I wanna make virtual yachts, you know, yeah. it's it's um it takes a lot to be to have that kind of vision. What What are you seeing uh, as the response in your industry? So you're at a boat show. The, these things are now used as tickets uh, for for these quad yacht tickets. Um, what's been kind of the feedback of of a little bit of the, the the positive side and as well as the the negative side?
2: Yeah, it's it's been almost all positive, but all positive kind of attached to we're not sure what this looks like. We're not sure what your doing but we are open to it and we want to support it uh and so we're kind of leading the conversation with a lot of people that are open-minded and want to support it uh i think one of the best examples is informa they're a publicly traded company i mentioned them before they're they're one of the largest exhibitors in the world of trade shows and that kind of thing they are the people that put on the biggest yacht shows in our space Uh, we came to them with the idea of tying in a vip pass and the vip pass thing at a yacht show is as cool as you would hope it would be really neat sort of set apart space to enjoy a private area for really good drinks and food and all that stuff um and we actually tied them into the smart contract so that they would receive a portion of every single one of those nft sales at the miami drop oh wow. um, and they were excited not only for the prospect of that um they were also excited about the prospect of being able to include in their you know PR kits, the fact that there's an NFT play there, and they didn't totally get it, but they got it in terms of they knew it was exciting. They knew that there was a lot uh, to gain and very little to risk. Uh, So they were they have been very good partners. And we're talking to them right now about doing the same thing in Monaco and Fort Lauderdale. So we have a lot of that starting the conversation. Um, And because we have real relationships with them outside of the world of NFTs, it helps uh, in terms of credibility and being able to uh, to gain their trust on that front,
1: and Bob, I'm happy to to come with you to those locations to explain it to them if they need a little <laughs> extra help. Um, Anytime, yeah, you know, in traditional, there's a single source collects all the money. They, you know, they may or may not get around to to distribute, you know, distributing it right that day or that week or that month, yep. and so it ends up being this cash flow problem of which creates debt, um, or or you know, minor amounts of stress throughout entire ecosystem. So to to go to the the vendors, to go to all these these people that are involved in this organization, and every minute of every, you know, it, up to the second when someone mints one of these things, they see the transaction, they see the money in their wallet, and they know that, that this person's coming. And that's a dynamic change. Everyone can collect at once at that point of purchase versus having to wait till, you know, it's over. And and I think that, um, you know, clearly, no, no issues at, at, at these events, but we've seen it happen quite often with, uh, with concerts. We've seen it quite, uh, quite often happen at other large events where, where there's uh, you know, financial issues. and so I think that it really says a lot to, to utilize this and have an organization that is uh, as high profile as the yachting world to say like look we can solve some problems for you know not even just the boat owners, but also kind of the vendors so the experience you know is, is elevated.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think you're you're absolutely right, and and we're not talking big numbers again. I kind of revealed or mentioned our total sales, uh, and so on, on our smart contracts with those first few drops, and in Informa benefited benefited from it very little bit. But there was a an excitement uh, when they did receive their their Ethereum, and it was uh, I wouldn't say it was found money like finding twenty bucks in your uh, you know, back your jean pockets or whatever, but there was that sense of like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that this was there. Uh, and I didn't, this wasn't even something I was thinking about 30 days ago. So I think that that helped, uh, and will continue to help us having conversations with them about more and more events in the future.
1: No, absolutely. And and you know, the fact that again, it it's this is early. You know, most people still don't even understand when you say the word Ethereum, the w- what it means. Is that a t shirt? Is that, you know, what is that? And right. so um, you know, again, I, I just really am excited to to have this prospect go out. Um, so so circling back around to, you know, what what you're selling today. So what's the current mint? Um, where's it at? And and give us some more details about, you know, what somebody why someone would want to invest in that project.
2: So if you go to cloudyachts.io, um, it is going to show you the, the current mints that we have right now. And we have a calendar that we're about to release for, for our future uh, mints, but it is, uh, they're all going to be connected. And we've made that commitment to uh, in real life yacht designers. Uh, we have a few ideas. We really love the idea of being able to connect brands outside of yachting with teaming up with a great yacht designer and creating nfts uh for some brands that uh would be totally unrelated to yachting but might appreciate an affiliation with a yacht um so that's sort of one of our big big dream ideas would be to connect with lego or you know you have a se- or you team up with some athletes and you're able to work with a designer and come up with a series of yachts that are attached to uh to some big primary brands that are that are out of our space. So there's there's things like that, that that we're kicking around. Uh, but this this year we've got about seven or eight more drops. Uh we're really excited about it, and uh and each of them ha- is gonna have a different uh connection to in real life events. So we have one coming up. Actually, we, we just did this uh last weekend where uh we extended uh for some of our NFT holders uh, the ability to go out on a yacht down here in Miami. We teamed up uh, uh, with a company that we do a lot of business with on the day charter front uh, down in Miami. And I, I've got to give the charter agency a little plug because they helped us with that. And it was really neat because we uh, we we delivered that promise, which was something we were talking about uh, uh, two or three weeks ago. And one NFT owner actually drove down uh, from Ohio. Another one flew down from New York. And we were able to all get together on a yacht uh, in real life and just have a great time on the water down in Miami. It happened to be... F1 week down here. It was just a really, really neat thing. So uh, that's that is maintains a very critical part to what we do is in real life yacht designers and also in real life yachting experiences. Uh, not just, not just, uh, not just.
1: So, so, so you, yeah. Not not just not just the concept of it. So, yeah. so you brought up F1. It, were were you on real water or were you on the the, the, the fake water? <laughs> the,
0: there is uh, my
2: uh, little yeah. So we had a we actually. Uh, r- really love what they did. So it was in the parking lot, as as you know, of uh, of F1. Dolphin Stadium, and there was no real water. I thought they did a really good job making the water look real. Uh, we we helped support it by putting uh, putting a few boats down there, but it was yeah, it was a really neat experience, and it was cool too because down there you're in Miami. We just had uh, Bitcoin Miami last yep. month. Uh, you have a lot of people coming in internationally, as you would imagine. There was a lot of conversations in and around the grandstands in the VIP area about. Crypto and about NFTs, uh, which made it a uniquely Miami sort of f one event. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, it was. Um, I, I watched. I was looking at that and, and going, it's just genius." I mean, people yeah. want to be, you know, on the boats, and they're they're great. Um, but the water is kind of a pain, you know. You got a dock, you've got all sorts of things going on, and so I thought it was just really. I'm like, yeah, leave them on the trailers, plug them in, let people use them, and and uh, you know, uh, it, they looked great on TV. So I can tell you that much.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a, one of the big challenges for uh, the or- organizers of the event was to make it Miami, but it wasn't actually in Miami what you or I would think of a South Beach and or beach oh, yeah. uh, sand. Uh, and they did a really good job of having a beach area and the marina. They did a really good job of making the track look like it was Miami with, with it actually being in the parking lot of a stadium. I, I thought I th- they did a really good job coming up with the idea and, a, and an even better job e- executing on a very hard idea.
1: Gotcha! Absolutely, absolutely. So, where where do you see um, do you see any competition coming in uh, for for uh, you know what you guys are doing or you know do do you, like is there a metaverse play like like talk to us? I know you've you've done a really good job about kind of hinting at a few things you got going, but, um, you know, the fact that people can put on the VR goggles and experience a yacht is, is a great sales tool. Um, what about, you know, just being able to kind of, uh, throw a a yacht party on their, their virtual yacht. Is that something in the plans?
2: It's a great, great question. We don't have any significant hard plans yet, uh, in sandbox or, um, any of the, the, the platforms, uh, we are looking at it. Um, we are a small team and we're, just sort of hell bent on getting this one thing right and then expanding to that. We we just had a meeting uh, a few weeks ago about buying land. And it just I think it we will end up there at some point. And on the competition side, yeah, there's definitely going to be a few competitors for sure. Which we love. I mean, I think yeah. that would be. It, it almost feels a little lonely because we're one of the the only people in, in our space sort of making an effort. Um, and I think the more people do it, especially sincere people with really good ideas, uh, the more credibility this whole thing will have in, in our in our industry. So we welcome that. We hope that it happens soon. And I'd I'd be, I'd be surprised if we didn't have some really really good old. Uh, Fashion yachting competition. At some point during the fall shows, September, October, I I think you'll hear of some other really really neat things happening in our in our uh, space.
1: Awesome. And and you know, obviously, I'm assuming (coughs) it's been a while since I've gone yachting. Um, I I assume there's a community that you guys have that that people you know connect to not just in person when they're when they're out boating in various parts of the world, um, but also on online as well. Is that is that something that has tie in with uh, with what you're doing today?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the community in real life, uh, you know, to, to buy a yacht and to own a yacht and to go through the, just the, the, the inconvenience of owning a yacht and crew and you're, you're buying something you really has no value other than just having an amazing time with your family and friends. And just like, just, it's the ultimate I'm going to disconnect and have an incredible like time of my life moment or moments. Um, but you're buying something that costs a lot to maintain, costs a lot to, to own on so many different fronts, and it most of the time depreciates. It it's basically a bunch of crazy people that uh, are dedicated and committed to living this really neat life. And you pull into any marina, it doesn't matter what size boat you have or what year it is, there's just this really natural community of people that are obsessed with the water and are obsessed with just getting out there. and and, and having a great time i always like to say and i have four little kids we're constantly fighting the kind of like ipad thing when you're on a boat it's much easier to win that game right the phones tend to get lost so in real life there's that natural community that occurs of let's just hang out together be together um and then on the on the metaverse nft side we're hoping for that to continue uh we're too early in the game i would love to just BSE and tell you it's there. It's really not yet. Uh, But for us, it was a big deal again last week that we had some people very much inconvenient to themselves fly down, drive down from faraway places and hang out together. So I think that's going to be neat when that stuff meshes together. Uh, And perhaps, I hope it happens and I think it will, you'll have a few people that have never considered owning a yacht or buying a yacht. Perhaps their first step into that is as an NFT and then it leads to a real life experience and they decide to buy something in real life. So uh, whether that happens this year or next, I'm not sure, but I I really do believe it'll ultimately draw more people into this crazy world of yacht ownership.
1: What do you think? So when you talk about exposing new people to the the terms of yacht ownership, you know, what about uh, the thought of a a DAOs, you know, coming to you and saying there's 10,000 people that want to buy a mega yacht? Yep. Um and turn around and put it into your fleet for for lease. You know, is that is that something that you guys have heard of yet?
2: Yeah, there's there's actually we heard at Bitcoin Miami we saw a company that was sort of having the beginning conversations of that. I don't think they ended up getting there quite yet, but they're at least exploring it and having good conversations with with uh, people about it. I think it might happen. I don't. I think one of the, the the hardest first kind of how do we figure this out moments is going to be the number. Uh, right now we have. Uh, in our industry, things like fractional uh, ownership, just like you would in aviation and a few other uh, asset categories. But they're very small amounts of people. Uh, I do love that idea. um, But I think it's probably going to be a smaller set of people. And I just the easy part, I think, is going to be figuring out how to determine where to go how long to stay, like those are all easy questions to determine because everywhere is really fun on a boat. Um, the hard part I think is going to infrastructure, just figure out the right number of people and figure out things like what happens when an engine blows or some unforeseen event happens and you've got to pony up some money. Uh, just sort of the unpredictability of, of that I think is going to be tough too, but, but I do think it'll happen. And, and again, right now as I'm talking, I feel like this is my Katie Couric moment where I'm trying to explain something about the internet back in 1996. Uh, But I I do think it will ultimately lead us in that direction. Uh, Just... Just might look a little
1: different. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. Everything's evolving, and and to be clear, we're we're truly in an unregulated space. Um, you know, the, the the laws haven't come down, and we hope they come down favorable and, and more towards. Uh, you know, kind of the the technology and the adoption of the technology. What we've seen, unfortunately, from from uh, we're both U.S. based. What we've seen from the, the current U.S. government, uh, not just in the past, you know, couple of years, but really, you know, up until now, um, has been really a, a harsh. Look at blockchain technology. So as opposed to Internet One and Internet Two, um, you know, it was like, yeah, absolutely. Amazon, go go do whatever, sell wherever you want across the country. It, you can ignore those those tax laws. Like those are, you know, those are for for mom for brick and mortars. Like you're you're the internet. We're going to give you a pass to let you prosper and grow. And we're seeing the exact opposite. You know, in, in blockchain, we're seeing well, if you sell Ethereum for for uh, for Bitcoin and Bitcoin to you know Solana, you know that's a taxable change each time you do that versus, you know, using a very simple, you know, metric, which would have been, you know, like a 1031, you know, it's a like kind of exchange. I'm exchanging one cryptocurrency for another. Yep. It makes a lot of sense. And at the end of the day, when they when they say, I'd like to buy a yacht now, I'd like to take this out and buy groceries, like, you know, let's go ahead and exit off a, a valid fiat ramp and and make that purchase. That's, that's a taxable, that to me is a taxable event. Not, not so much, you know, going from, <laughs> truly ethereum to wrap ethereum is is a taxable event that makes no sense so yeah,
2: totally agree i uh i'm about to humble brag so you got to forgive me but i was uh, i was on a panel about crypto last week uh and one of the, the the people on the panel was jay clayton who used to be uh um the chairman of the sec a few years ago and i didn't know what to because i don't know much about jay clayton other than what i see him on, on cnbc and i of course know and little about what his opinions are on crypto but it was really neat uh hearing him discuss his opinions on exactly what you're talking about because not only was he very open-minded and he but he, he really knew what he was talking about and he really really dove deeply into parts of that pool that you wouldn't expect him and he and i think a lot of people in those positions and at least our government the u.s government are really trying to think through that stuff and what's the consequence of the consequence of the consequence and it probably isn't going to happen as soon as jay or Bob would want it to be but i but i really believe that there's going to be some really great solutions there soon uh like in the next one or two years
1: yeah, I mean, it, it has to come. The rest of the world is is you know giving giving carte blanche to to the technology and you know creating some common sense, I'd say, rules yep. around allowing it to be adopted and, and get to a you know a good a good volume. Uh, but you know, it is a very volatile asset class. I mean, we 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 went all the way up to three trillion. We're down at about. I don't know, 1.5, 1.3, depends on you know what hour of the day it is right now, yeah. um, and you know it's gonna it'll go back up and down. It'll, it's gonna be you know a, a lot of that for a while, um, up until it, it kind of the stability set, such as the Dow and the Nasdaq. not not this week, uh, but in normal <laughs> weeks has you know variances of you know two two to three percent would be a, would be yeah. very wild swings for for that asset class. So we, yeah, we will and, certainly and get
2: there. He, and even if the value does dip a little further, and to your point, goes up and down a little bit, I, I, I just the thing that's most encouraging to me is that I can now have a sort of intelligent, comfortable conversation with my dad about it, mm-hmm. and he's more likely to either pay or accept with crypto just because he knows so much more about it now than he did five years ago. So, and it to him, it doesn't matter where Bitcoin is in that particular moment, but he's just gaining such just a, just a higher level of comfort. And so, I, I think when that happens with with like our parents, our uncles, our aunt, Like that's when it's really, there's an opportunity for scaling. When you tried to have a conversation with my dad about Bitcoin three or four years ago, he had, he was either terrified or just really confused. And that's, that's changed extremely quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to me, and, and again, I'm, I'm a, certainly in a different class than most people in the way I think of these things, but you know, I, the amount of Bitcoin that I had in in my wallet yesterday is the same as I'm going to have tomorrow and and the day before that. And it it doesn't change. It's always the same. The, the U S dollar, uh, what, what people are buying and selling this for on the open market, they, they do fluctuate. But if I have a a cloud yacht NFT, it, it doesn't matter if the market goes down 90%, I still have my cloud, you know, uh, NFT. I'm able to use it for the things I want to. And, you know, as crypto kind of comes up and comes, comes back down, not only do I have a pass, to, you know, a a utility that I can use, but it's, it's a sellable transferable utility that if I, I can't make it to a a, a boat show, um, or I just quite simply have, have lost interest, you know, I can put that up on the market and someone else can take advantage of it. And so I think that that's really the biggest difference is, you know, right now in, in every industry, you know, I'm sure for the boat shows as well, scalping is a problem. Um, you know, you have people that kind of come out and they, they, they take all these tickets and then, and then they, they resell them at a higher you know uh, amount. so having at, you know royalties being able to attach onto these. So every time it's traded, every time it's moved, there's something coming back to the original creator, and it does take away from from that scalping ability. It makes it more into like this is a verifiable utility. You know, you guys can in your smart contract say, you know, you can only get one of these, um, right. and you you can't have a wallet that holds more of these. So being able to create some rules that are more consumer friendly, I think it cuts back on the fraud um, and the price of these things later because fraud is you know when someone's putting an event together, they go well. We, we know there's going to be about 10% shrinkage on these tickets, so let's go ahead and, and, and account for
2: that. Yeah, you, you touched on something, I mean, you, a few things, but the, the, the one thing that makes... I'm just so bullish about uh, NFT and just this conversation is the creators, whether it's a designer or whether it's a brand like Lego, or the they will be tied in on the revenue side every single transaction uh, forever, which doesn't happen in real life. If my son sells his Lego set to the kid next door, Lego's receiving zero dollars of that transaction rightfully so right but it's it's a really neat idea whether it's an nft as a we think of a traditional nft or, or an asset in the metaverse there's a there's there's gonna be a reward that's going on forever to the person that took the time and is and is his or her skill to put that forth and, and I think that's that's a really neat thing
1: yeah and and there's the other side of this that you know let's let's talk for marketers let's talk talk for kind of the manufacturers which I don't I Truly believe don't always understand the the case of the NFTs. So, you know, if if someone has a, uh, a you know a bunch of boats spread out over a marina, it, it's not generally just the boats. <laughs> it's it's there's there's the yachts and then there's the toys and then there's all the other assets that come around there. And so the thought of you know your entire industry getting together and saying hey. You know, here's how we're going to manage the the NFTs that are attached to the physical side. So, what we talked about earlier, which is the title and kind of the records around there, is that if and, and I'm going to apologize, I have no idea who's a, who a manufacturer of, of these any of these things are, but manufacturer A can look and say, "Hey, here's the top 50 wallets that hold you know our that hold our." Um, hold our NFTs which means that they own this yacht because this is the actual physical record. And here's right. the people that are most loyal to our brands and it seems that, you know, 80% of these people have this exact same, you know, Sea-Doo or or, you know, WaveRunner that that's a tied to there. That's a yep. huge, you know, marketing plus or, or or just the fact that hey, let's make sure that every one of our boats if if 90% of them have this same toy, how can we integrate that better into future yacht design? How can we integrate that better into service records to say, look, you already brought your boat in we, we can have a guy come over and service these because we we stand a 90% chance that, that you have one of these on board and we might as well take care of it now versus you have not taken somewhere else. So there's all these thoughts that manufacturers can suddenly service clients, um, not just in your industry, but every industry different by knowing just a little bit more about them and that they would never manually fill out. But on chain, you know, it becomes a relevant thing.
2: Yep. And just imagine, and that's where I think it gets really neat and that's where it gets into a better client experience. Um, imagine if there was a living, breathing NFT that was able to tie into technologies right now that the yachting industry is using, or for that matter, trucking. We're able to track the temperature of the engines, and you you can tell at a certain RPM it starts to fail. And you look at 200 of those failing right? and you immediately will, will know there's a problem. You can anticipate the problem, let other people who are NFT or title owners know ahead of time that this is the issue. It's going to ultimately... Uh, result in a better client experience Um, and I think that ultimately is going to be going to be where this becomes uh, something that's going to be indispensable to the yachting industry or automotive. Um, uh, We've got a while to get there but that train of thought leads to some pretty cool Places that that get me extremely excited.
1: Yeah, and 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 verifiable ownership, and and you know, let's be clear, everyone wants that exclusiveness. You know, the reason why why they come to you and they they when they want to invest in in this asset class um, is is not just the experience, but it's also kind of you know what that represents. And so you know, having it, the boat shows are huge for a number of reasons, but. When you pull up and you're on you know, brand A versus brand B, you can clearly see what they pulled up and you you know that they're there and you can have an intelligent conversation knowing that that person has this. When, when you leave the marina and you walk away and you're at a restaurant or you're at a convention or you're just kind of out in, in cyberspace having conversations, Pictures don't mean anything anymore, but yeah. being able to verify, like yes, I should be in in this this small chat room or this thread because I own one of you know fifty of these things, and I can have an entire conversation with just the other forty nine people that are like me that have this, and and again have have that's a very valid way to for a manufacturer to get feedback uh, as well as reach their clients and say hey these are the upgrades for for next year what do you think is this you know well, we never use the or the radio anyway we all replace it so don't even bother. Can you just leave it out for us and we'll, we'll put our own in like those are the kind of things I, I yeah. believe across many asset classes outside of yachting will happen
2: and, and, and that's where it really becomes a, a real thing and I think that's one of the I, I, I cringe when I see Elon Musk tweet a image of a board ape and say oh, this doesn't look very fungible to me and it it, it, it just it, you just miss the point of what this thing is I, I could very easily take a picture of a Sunseeker yacht that's not mine and claim it's mine uh, but the blockchain is gonna is gonna support that. Um, I am the rightful owner. This isn't just a picture. This is my thing. Whatever that could be, art or anything else. Uh, and and I, I think that's where the real value is gonna live. And uh, one day we'll look look back on tweets like that and laugh but i i i think that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions as i now am talking to my uh, my parents about nfts they're sort of in that beginning stage like what is this scary terrified confused thing and the more that you lead people into that direction of the conversation i think the quicker they're gonna they're gonna pick it up
1: Oh, the 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 days that we have right now of these you know profile you know profile pictures and and randomly generated garbage. I mean, ninety nine percent of all this stuff is is dead. It's it, it, if you own it now and you're wondering you know when's the floor going to rise on on this random thing, it, unless there's an active team behind it doing something, the chances that that millions of people around the world are going to grab a hold of it like they did the apes or the punks is is, is so minuscule. And so yeah. you know what you're doing right now with cloud yachts is is what you know you're you're testing the waters. You're trying to get people engaged to understand this. And the great part about that is it, unlike you just kind of selling a, you know, here's a hat or a t-shirt or something, and you can wait, you know, Hey, wear this wristband and you get into this event. You now know who these people are. You can reach out to them. It, it, it lives on kind of forever. Even if the utility eventually goes away, you can see, well, this person's attended, you know, the last 20 of these, these events, because they hold these NFTs. Um, and, and so I think that the utility side is is very important which most people miss the, the visual side and you know you're looking at behind me some of our crystal whales like they look pretty because I want them to look pretty, but that has nothing to do with what they do. you know they, right. they are access and utility and and you know again membership uh, proof of membership to to the various you know thing parts of our organization there. So I could remove that and just could be a black screen and they would they would work just as well and and uh, whatnot. so I think that you're gonna see again with what you're doing with these designers, is make it pretty, make it look good because people, yeah. you know, this, it's, uh you can buy a purse. Anyone can go buy a purse. The reason why people go buy Louis Vuitton and, and all these other ones is because not only is it functional, <laughs> but it looks really nice. And so I think yeah. that we're going to start to see a lot of this, like, but you have to start with utility. You've got to start with what does it do and then you should make it look pretty.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that's one of the, it, it's. A, there's this like intersection of the utilitarian part of it, which I, I agree is the foundation of it. But then you you tie into the making it aesthetically pleasing and something you would like to show off. The collectability part I think is kind of optional, but the utilitarian and the making it look good I, I think are both incredibly important.
1: Yeah, no, and, it, and it's coming. And and you know whether someone chooses to remain anonymous or, or chooses to be you know a known person, that that's, choice is still yours. And so you can you can own all these things and have them in a the wallet and. And have it, you know, be a, a, a pseudo name, and that's entirely fine. There's, you know, no there's no laws against, you know, owning NFTs that aren't in your name. You'll still still get would when you got to buy the boat. Um, right. But but I exactly. think that that really provides a, a good level of of being able to say, you know, I, I want this is my my in real life, and, and here's my name and my my person. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I, I do want some I, I do want some privacy, and um, I want the utility behind it, but I don't I don't need it to be known. And I think that's a very big difference because when you work with a centralized system, um, you know, they're they're going to come to you. And and whatever body manufacturer is going to say, yeah, we'd like you to register your warranty. Well, uh, you know, I, I I know I need to, but I don't want to give you all, you know that information. I just I don't want to be in any system you know anywhere right. else. And I think that that's a that's a very big difference of things that we're going to see come down the pipes.
2: I agree. Totally agree.
1: You know, so Bob I mean absolutely fabulous conversation and and one of the things I'm going to give you credit for is you actually have a much larger understanding of of nfts and the, the code behind them uh, than I think a lot of you know people that are in your position do a lot of a lot of times uh, we have people that are like yeah we have a, a guy and he makes nfts and here's the pretty look you actually have a, a core understanding of not just what they are today but but potentially where they're going and I really do appreciate the fact that you you understand what the metaverse is and that it's not there yet so you're not not rushing uh to, to try to deploy something until we know really where where is that going to be hosted and what um is the experience people want because putting a you know a, a boat that people stand on into land would, would last for about eight seconds and they'd be like cool great what you know I could have right. gone to the website for this so I, I really applaud you again for doing the research and, and from your position understanding it how can next- uh people that are interested in cloud yachts or denison yachts uh, how can I reach you guys
2: yeah, so uh, cloud yachts is uh, cloudyachts.io. You'll see, uh, see our Mints there, and we're really excited and proud about the things coming. So if you do happen to like boats and yachts, uh, we encourage you to check that out. Uh, and then our uh, the yacht brokerage company is called Dennis and Yachting, and that can be found at Dennisonyachting.com. And uh, I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun, Jay, and uh, and it was a blast for me. I can't wait to look back on this conversation in ten years. And find out the number of ways that I was totally wrong, but uh, but I think uh, but I think it was worth it.
1: I think you're going to be right a little more than you were wrong on this one, and in fact, you made you made no real predictions. You just quite simply were were over. Here's the overview of the landscape, and here's yeah. the hopes and dreams that we have. So, absolutely, Bob. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, y whales, there you go. There's cloud yachts uh, as well as Dennis yachts, and uh, it, we're we're also thankful that uh, Dennis yachts is going to be down in Palm Beach for permissionless next week, where uh, hopefully all of us will be hanging out. So, uh, yeah. thank you guys, and we'll see you next time.
0: Be good. Bye. YWales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbeck, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner, with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. YWhales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. YWales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.